Hi, welcome to Old New Borrowed Blue. I'm Olivia. And I'm Richenda. And we're here with episode 65, which I think is quite incredible. I'm very excited about it. I feel like those TV shows, when they hit 50 and they hit 100, like I feel like it's an exciting time. It is. And we've got quite a good lineup. I think, so I've seen your song list that you've sent. I'm quite excited for some of them. I'm kind of intrigued by some of them as well. Mainly the Taylor Swift option. That's, it's kind of confused me. I want to hear what your thoughts are on it. And then, yeah, we'll just give Evdy a quick rundown of the show. I'm going to pass the mic back over to you, even though we're separate and in completely different flats just now. And you would never pass the mic, the mic physically over to me anyway. We don't need to give these behind-the-scenes details to people. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you're listening to Old New Borrowed Blue. So it's a really rapid rundown. Like, we did the start of every show. Um... The show's premise is that we'll play two old songs, two new songs, two borrowed songs, which are foreign language songs, and then two blue, which are Scottish songs. Not like blues, yes. like jazz blues, but like blue, like the solitaire. Are you making me wonder if we should have done that? Like either of us listened to blues ever. <laughs> I'm actually a multi-genre fan, but... I also have a question before we start, which is, Olivia, could you maybe describe to me what it is that you are wearing just now? And to our listeners, I'm because what is that? Is... But I need more details. Okay, it kind of looks like the Pixar, like, thing with, like, the blue background and the white clouds, yeah? Yeah. Is that how you describe it? It's cool. You look like a summer sky, but it looks like a dressing gown. Do you yeah. ever wear it outside? No, it's not like a short jacket. No. Is it like a full dressing gown? It's a dressing gown. Yeah, without a doubt, a dressing gown. It's exciting, I like it. Where'd you get it from? ASOS, as always. Of course you did. You love ASOS. I do you love, love ASOS. ASOS. Right, we'll move on and we won't talk about shopping. I think we're going to start with your first song. And to be fair, it's like suitably girly, I think, as a as an artist. Introduce it away. Okay, so our first song this week is in the new category. It's not no, no, it's not warm, hot. It's look warm now, maybe. Um, it is the last great American dynasty, dynasty because she's American, by Taylor Swift. Rebecca rode up on the afternoon train It was sunny Her salt box house on the coast Took a mind off St. Louis Bill was the heir to the Standard Oil name And money And the town said How did a middle class divorce they do it? The wedding was charming If a little gauche only so far new money goes They picked out a home and called it Holiday House Their parties were tasteful if a little loud The doctor had told him to settle down It must have been her fault his heart gave out And they said There goes the last great American dynasty who knows if she never showed up what could have been There goes the maddest woman this town has ever seen 
She had a marvelous time ruining everything Rebecca gave up on the Rhode Island set forever Flew in all the pack friends from the city Champagne and swam with the big names and blew through the money on the boys and the ballet and losing on card game bets with Dolly. And they said, There goes the last great American dynasty. Who knows if she never showed up, what could have been? There goes the most shameless woman this town has ever seen. If I never showed up, what could have been? There goes the loudest woman this town has ever seen I had a marvelous time Welcome back to Old New Borrowed Blue. That was Last Great American Dynasty by Taylor Swift, which fits well into our new category. So the song, the album was released sort of at the end of summer, and that song... I feel like it was quite a surprise. Yeah, I definitely second that. I wasn't expecting new Taylor Swift music, but it was a happy surprise. Um, and this... Do the fans like it? So fans seem to really like it because it's like, obviously when she went through the, oh, what was her last album called? Reputation. Yeah. She went through that and that was quite a different sound for her, but I feel like this sound is a lot more, like, it's not our roots because our roots is obviously country, but it's a bit Mm. more Taylor Swift. Yeah, it's like closer to that. I feel like the people that would have been into her at the start would also like this music, if you know what I mean, even if it was a different artist. Yeah, so this song specifically is about, um, well, to begin with, I thought it was going to be about the Kennedys, because obviously she used to date Kennedy. Uh, that's what I thought based on the title. Yeah, I'm excited to know what it's actually about. But it's not. It's about, she bought this house um, called Holiday House, and she basically obviously found out about the woman who lived there before her, who went through a really similar 
reaction was this really it's like a really small seaside town I think mm-hmm. and do you remember all the pictures of her with Tom Hiddleston down the beach oh yeah so they were all taken at this new house and the locals were not happy about the paparazzi being there mm-hmm. and it was quite akin to the um, I don't know heiress whatever you would call the woman who was in the first song um, who moved into this place with her very rich husband that he passed away mm. and she threw like extravagant parties and all this stuff and she dyed a cap bright green and just do you know where you're just like for a small town it doesn't fit in mm-hmm. so she re- wrote a song about basically how the locals hated this woman and it kind of reflected how they hated her because she was just young rich had money to spend and was doing it in a way that they didn't like mm, yeah that's interesting because i feel like what i knew of the album is that like a lot of the stories were either like they weren't real or they weren't about her, which I think is quite different because obviously like a lot of the hype around Taylor Swift albums is that they're kind of like a tell-all, like it's a bit of a an insider look into the tabloid stories we've been reading about and like people obviously go through all the songs, especially when she was a bit younger and like try and match up which song is which boyfriend she was going out with at the time and like oh this song must have been about Harry Styles or whatever. So I don't know, why do you think she changed? I think she's in a really stable relationship now. Mm. I think as you grow up you sort of start deciding this is for my own private consumption this isn't for the public Yeah, and I think that's, I mean what is she there? She's 30, she's exactly 10 years older than I am Um, so she's, she's not old at all mm-hmm. but she's gone through her 20s and you learn a lot in your 20s Um. I literally couldn't have imagined being like you know like Taylor Swift at the height of like Taylor Swift fanaticism. So like probably just after the whole album, like Shake It Off and stuff was on. Like after nineteen eighty nine, when like she was such a mega star, like it must have been awful. Paparazzi following her about every single move you ever make, documented. Every relationship or awkward mistake you make is documented as well. I literally can't imagine what that would have been like. I know, and to be, like, what, 21 at that point? Insane. Like, I do feel almost bad for her, because that must be horrendous. It also must have been difficult being that young and getting that much money. So, you know how, obviously, like, she was quite well established at the point where she released the song 22. So, yeah, she would have been really young when she first got massively famous. Yeah. She was, like, what, 17 when she started really taking off? Yeah, I yeah, think that's so like mental. Younger than most people would even leave home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the background of her story kind of sounds odd. Like, I feel like even the fact that she was a country star, it's just kind of like this strange American dream story, really. Yeah. So that's our new this week. And it's a bit different. I don't normally listen to Taylor Swift, but her album, Folklore, I found is good for studying. I feel like whenever I've listened to any of the tracks on it, and I feel like I've never actually listened to the whole thing myself, I feel like it's just been, if it's on the radio, especially, what's the one of it, like, like the, oh, it's called Cardigan, I was going to call it Sweater, Cardigan, I feel like that one was getting quite a bit of radio play at one point, and I feel like, I don't know, not to be harsh, but I feel like because it's folk music, that sort of song wouldn't have usually gotten radio play, other than the fact that it was from a star of her level, 
And I thought it was almost interesting the fact that like the choices that these absolutely massive big players make musically can completely change the genres that you listen to on the radio. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And I find um, everything that Taylor Swift does quite interesting. Like I do think the um, the albums are really interesting one, and it's gone into a slightly different genre than her past ones. Cause she's got a bit poppy before. She also went through the country bit, and this mm. feels quite different as well. Yeah. I think it's also kind of interesting because it feels like she's one of these hyper-manufactured pop stars. And you kind of wonder how much choice she actually gets to make in and of herself. And yeah, I think you're right. I think she's just like one of those fascinating people that because of the level of fame she has. But like, I don't know, I feel like she was almost marketed as being this like young, relatable girl. At least for us as we were growing up. And then she was absolutely slaughtered for being that young, relatable girl. Yeah, I genuinely... I think she's a fascinating study from like a feminist standpoint. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Well, it's like she'd be completely dragged in the press for the decision she made, but like takes two to tangle, and like the guys she'd be seeing would also be dating multiple people over the same space of time. Yeah, it's just it's a completely normal thing to do in your twenties, and she got crucified for it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely mm-hmm. ripped to shreds in the media, and I think that is so. It's not interesting, it's horrible. Yeah, I think, honestly, some of it might have been because, like, obviously she was then in, like, lots of people's eyes gaining from it, at least financially, because she would write songs about it, which, I mean, like, any artist does. They write their music largely based upon their life experiences. But because, yeah, she had that sort of lifestyle, which isn't even, yet, yeah, as you say, it's not even abnormal. But because she was famous and, like, under the lens of the tabloids through it, and then they saw this young woman... Like, gaining quite a lot of power based on that, I think just the reaction was kind of disgusting. It was actually really... I don't know, I look back and I'm like, that's just such a shame. It must have... It must have really messed with your head, to be honest. Yeah, I know that she's had other problems. Like, I know that she spoke... I'm not watching documentary, but I know that she spoke, spoke about our body image and stuff and, like, the impact the media really had on that for her and how she was surrounded by all these model friends that was never going to be good enough and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I could imagine that being awful. Like, being a famous young woman must just completely mess with you. I think you do see that, especially with, like, the people who got famous quite... Like, you know, like, too young? So, like, I'm thinking specifically the sort of Disney star type people who are kind of abandoned at the point where they're not as profitable for people anymore. I think it actually ties in perfectly with our next song. Yes. Yeah. It does do it. So, almost perfectly. That's actually a very good point. Yeah, so the next song is coincidentally Britney Spears, who, like, I'm going to play Toxic. So this is part of the old section, and it's because it's actually, it's from 2000 and, 2003, I think it was, when I looked it up. Like, it actually surprised me, and I think, I think we'll just play it first, and then we'll have a chat, because, yeah, I think a lot of them are going to be, like, similar themes to, like, the whole Taylor Swift story, and it's kind of sad that stuff repeats all the time. But anyways, for a slightly more upbeat song, it's Toxic by Britney Spears. Can't you see I'm calling A guy like you should wear a warning It's dangerous, I'm falling There's no escape, I can't wait I need a hit, baby give me it You're dangerous, I'm loving it 
by Britney Spears and I don't know I just feel like I've always quite enjoyed the sound of that song like I think it just sounds really cool it's a funky one without a doubt do you remember like when it came out and stuff how big it was um being three years old no I do not (laughs) see that's quite funny because like so I remember that I was really into Britney Spears as like a young kid and I'm sure that our parents bought this album for me because I'd said that... So this is, like, so old. I think Top of the Pops was still on. And then basically I was like, oh, I like this song that kind of sounds like... And then I did a little impression of this. And I'm convinced that the song that I actually liked was Anastasia. But I think Dad interpreted it as, like, oh, it's it's Toxic by Britney Spears. I then got this album given to me. I was like, well, that's awkward. That's not the right, that's not the right song. Then I was like, hold up. <laughs> Who is this pop princess? Oft. And then I think just like Toxic is, it's a really funny, like, I don't know, it's a fun video it's got, it's like a really cool sound. And yeah, you're right, like, it's just funky. Are we getting the pop princess albums though? Like the... Oh my goodness, the pink ones. They were actually so good. They were. I remember Jeannie in a bottle. I feel like... You know one of them? That's that's the one I was just thinking of. We were so into Jean in the Bottle. I think it's so funny that like so like, whenever I hear that song, I remember listening to it in like the small like like I think it was like the pink bedroom actually, and then like listening to it on the little pink CD 
slash tape player. Do you remember that one? And just like this pink CD. And I feel like that song, I just associate with that and like creating like stupid little dances to it and having fun. Oh I think that's quite Our nice. Our dances. It, oh, oh yes. tragic. <laughs> Don't pretend you didn't do TikTok dances over lockdown, oh. Olivia. <laughs> but I think, yeah, like the, the story we were going to sort of talk about there is, yeah, like the fact that Britney Spears, I feel like she's had such a, a good comeback. Like people definitely, they're on side with her. And I think she could have been one of those people who sort of like faded into obscurity and like had quite a tragic story, but she definitely brought it back, and I think that's really cool. And I think it's nice that like obviously people are a lot more understanding of stuff like people having breakdowns and people being completely under the pressure of the media. Yeah. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Um, it was clear that she had stuff going on, and I feel like even now, if you see her post on social media, a lot of it is just a bit like, oh, this uh. It sounds bad, but a broken woman. Britney could have been so mm-hmm. much more, and it is such it's heartbreaking to see somebody looking like that. I think it's just a shame that like it's so obvious that she was just used as a young woman, and then yeah, like as soon as she stopped being profitable, it's like well, you just fend for yourself then. I don't know. It's also interesting because obviously, like I didn't realize. I do really like Britney, though. Yeah, no, I think she's. I'm. I'm definitely. I think I'm fond of her, and I think that, like, she's one of those people that you know, like how there's celebrities that you just kind of root for, like how there's like, you know, like, Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth. I feel like that was like a celebrity couple I was rooting for. I was like, they seem nice together. Like, I hope they end up okay. Even like Miley Cyrus is like, just in general, I'm like, I hope she. She's like a child star that I really feel for. Like, I think that she went through a lot. And I hope she, like, has a happy ending here. Because, like, I feel like she definitely was used if to make a lot of money for Disney. Now. Like, she yeah, deserves to Yeah, and also, like, is talented. And I think Britney Spears is. Yeah, exactly. I think it is about that. And I think there's just certain celebrities I definitely, like, feel for 100%. Anyways, let's move on, because I realise we're chatting Yeah, a lot. we are chatting <laughs> a lot, lot. What's the next one? I think what we'll do is we'll play both of our foreign language tracks back-to-back. Because I think they're they're both quite good. I'll do like a quick sort of transition in between the two. But first of all, we have Tunnelur. The stars park is Ganske mørkt i rummet for at de skal 
Selvsagt ganske mange liter av kroppen må komme fra en flaske Og jeg må kjenne folk og far at jeg skal danse med de For de må fatte at dansen min bare er ironi Ingen klatrer i, trener i byen min Alle trener i byen We have Ami by Rels B. Yo sé que unos cuantos te hablaron, 
Pero me prefieres a mí, a mí Mate media vida solo Esperando el momento a que salgan mis planes Pero creo que lo dejo todo Esa boca me tiene como envuelto en diamantes Y ahora dime de qué sirve el oro Que sirve este coche y todos estos colgantes Y tú brillas más que todos esos brillantes yeah. Demasiado cara para pagarte Ella me baila, se vuelve loca Quiere agarrarme, morde mi boca Yo estoy mirando como le bota Tan bonita que duele, duele Como me lo hace, me tiene loco Quiere que acabe y empezar otro Dice que tiene el corazón roto Por eso no me quiere, quiere, quiere Baby, me da cuenta que te amo Que no sé lo que hago sin ti Yo sé que unos cuantos te hablaron pero me prefieres a mí Baby, me da cuenta que te amo Que no sé lo que hago sin ti Yo sé que unos cuantos te hablaron Pero me prefieres a mí, a mí And that was Ami by Rails B. And that was in our borrowed section. So that is a Spanish song. Uh, and I thought it was just a bit, just a bit funky, just a bit of fun. Mm. No, I thought it was very interesting to hear it. I think it has like interesting sounds to it. And I think it's interesting how popular that sort of sound is now. It's just, I genuinely call it like post despacito. Oh, yeah, it's total. I feel like it was obviously always popular in Latin America and everything. And mm-hmm. probably in like Spain and that, mm-hmm. in Central Europe. But over here, less so. And now it is. Like, there's some people I know that absolutely love that type of stuff. And I don't know if I would listen to it myself day to day. Mm hmm. But I do think it is quite fun for like, you know, when you're, I don't know, getting ready for a night out or you're cooking. I don't know why it's very, mm-hmm. like, when you're in the kitchen, have some tunes on. I wonder if it's because that sort of music has been in restaurants sometimes. Like, you know, especially if you go to sort of like a Mexican restaurant or whatever. I genuinely have things about that. Like how there's, like there's Nando's restaurant music background stuff that you can find on Spotify that's quite good because like I feel like the music is so much a part of like the restaurant experience yeah so you think I've been conditioned and not realized <laughs> it's my theory oh also you yeah, should say that the first song we played was by a band called Tofu who we played a couple times before or maybe just once and yeah it's there's just a they're a they're a band from Stravanger so they're, they're we Norwegian guys and they seem quite fun they're good. I feel like there's a lot of good Scandinavian music, actually. I feel like I didn't realise that until you started playing a lot and I went, oh, this is actually a lot bigger than I would have thought, like the music scene over there. Yeah, and also they're all quite good at, like, they're quite into playing their own language. Especially, like, that's, I guess, the advantage of also, like, the um, Latino music. Is that like it's getting more popular, so it means there's more stuff in other languages that we're being exposed to, which I think is very good. Do you know what we'll do as well? Is I think we'll move on and play. I think we'll play both of our Scottish tracks back to back. Would you like to do that? And would you like to also introduce 
your track for the blues section just now? Yes. I mean, I'm intrigued by your choice. My track for the blues section is one I forgot about for a little bit. And then I heard recently, it was actually in my running playlist. I don't even remember adding it. But it's <laughs> Wolves of Winter by Biffy Clyro. Oh, oh, oh. 
was The Wolves of Winter by Biffy Clyro, and up next is Elephants by the Snots. listening to the snuts with elephants on old new borrowed blue and that was part of the blue section and then just before that olivia had chosen out some biffy Clyro as well with wolves of winter so why do you like that song okay so i actually used to this is really controversial i used to hate biffy Clyro. like i think that's entirely fair yeah i despise biffy Clyro. um and then i just do you get exposed to something more and more mm-hmm, yeah um you're starting to be like oh, no it's actually decent 
and over time I started to like it and that song I remember the last shift I had at an unnamed hotel <laughs> uh, where I was working till two in the morning my boss gave me a lift home this was not at all weird considering he was at least 10 years senior and I was just 16 oh no oh it was God. not a weird situation at all and he drove me home in the pitch black and it was playing this song so as a special place in my heart of me praying that I would be completely safe and I was yeah so that was a fun time and now you really like Booty Clyro because of that? Um, or... okay, I'm going to claim it was my lucky charm. No. Um... <laughs> oh my god. No, I just do I think around that point of like my final year at high school, it got played so much. And I was like, I love this. And it's now nostalgic. It's probably not even that I like it, but it's nostalgic. I feel like that's so true about certain songs. Like they're not even nostalgic because they're old, they're nostalgic because they completely capture a specific point in time in your life. Oh yeah, and they just like transport you back, and it's amazing. It's like I genuinely think it's an amazing experience, and the music's that powerful. Yeah, I used to listen to like Circa at that point in time, and I've listened mm-hmm. to Circa Waves now. It just reminds me of this feeling, just like the summer before I moved out to go to uni, and it's just weird. Like I listen to it, and I feel like this seventeen-year-old again. Um, and obviously that was only what like three years ago, but still, it's weird. I feel like there's also something very specific about the summer just after high school where it's like this big moment of change and like expectation and excitement and like everybody's excited to go and meet new people and be in a completely different place for the first time at least for us because obviously it was like quite a small town all of us had been there for 18 years more or less and like you know what I mean like I feel like everybody had been there for so long and we're just like excited to go and see what the rest of life was going to be like. Yeah you were on this like cusp of it I think and it Mm -hmm. was so exciting. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's why like yeah, exactly. certain songs like this make me nostalgic to be in in a mm-hmm. car going mm-hmm. ninety down the motorway at two in the morning. Oh Our parents will hear this, Olivia. I know, and I'm really sorry, Mum and Dad. <laughs> <laughs> well also like I don't know, I feel like the whole summer after high school thing is what made me really feel for you know, like, the new first years, and they've been massively criticised in the press for how they've been throughout COVID, which I also think is, like, quite ages, and it's definitely, like, scapegoating. And I think it's awful, but I think genuinely you need to feel for them because, like, not only is it, like, they've missed out on the whole, like, you know, the whole, like, freshers thing that definitely gets bigged up a lot and, like, meeting new people in, in uni, but also, like, their whole end of high school was taken away from them as well. And I think, because you can't redo really that, and there's no experience that's comparable to that. And I just, I feel like there needs to be more conversation about that. Because I think that's such a shame. Yeah, it's like they went, that time between like the March of your final year at school and the mm-hmm. September, October time of start your first year at uni is wild. Like so much happens. I'm not saying wild, like party wild. I'm just meaning like. Internal screaming. Yeah, it was stressful and it was scary, but it was also fun and it was just a lot and they've not had any of that they've not had mm-hmm. so silly but little things like your high school prom and your leavers holiday and there are things that you would go who cares get over it but mm-hmm. are a massive coming of age thing yeah exactly and I feel like you've never had that closure as well with like certain high school friends probably oh yeah because like 
I left school and I'm still friends with some people from school, but there's people who you're friends with because of classes. Yeah, exactly. Wait, will we also play the last two songs? Because I'm worried that we Yeah, it costs a bit time. Oh, oops. Um, also, I would like to say about the Snuts. They were chosen as one of the like Radio 1 like full UK DJs like choice of the week last week and I thought it was really cool just to hear them being like on this band from West Lothian and I'm also convinced that the Snuts have been chosen to play on the the FIFA soundtrack which tends to make a band like pretty well known because yeah. lots of people look them up and stuff which I think is really cool because like obviously they're from quite nearby and just seem like very talented guys. That is true I know the FIFA soundtrack thing is very true because I've played songs people before and they've gone Oh, oh wait, man, that's on FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Right, we'll move on to the next one, which is, I've been waiting to play this like since it came out. So it's Everything Everything. And basically it's like, a really, it was a really hyped up album. It was released, well, 11th of September. It's called Reanimator. It was really well received. They're a really well known, high regarded band. And I think it's an amazing tune. So this is Everything Everything with a Violent Sun.
is Everything Everything with Violent Sun here on Old New Borrow Blue. And next up we have Olivia to introduce her next track. So you were looking very glam there. I like the, like, you just, I don't know, the nails, the phone. It was good. Thank you. So our final song of today's show is Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Why did you choose this one? So this one blew up on TikTok again and I mean oh my goodness stop choosing songs on TikTok yeah but <laughs> I sent to the family group chat and nobody appreciated it oh I think I maybe missed it then yeah oh wait no is this the like guy on a skateboard and drinks go down his face is so that that one it's the one where basically someone posted a video of them playing dr- uh, dreams with um a, like a carton of cranberry juice I don't know when I would ever be anyone's choice of juice on a skateboard <sighs> just drinking and skating and just the vibes in the video were perfect and Mick Fleetwood posted a video of him copying that being like shout out to whoever you are a legend this is that's amazing it. And then, I think that's the one that Natasha sent us. The Natasha being our producer from afar, um, Natasha sent us, and it was like the pumpkin spice latte one, and it was a guy with like a pumpkin on his head skating and like thoroughly enjoying the. Oh spice yeah, latte. yeah. So that was like another copy of it. So that's what made the song blow up, and that is why I chose it this week's. Nice. Okay, so let's play it then. Introduce it. So this. It's Dreams by Fleetwood Mac off of their Rumours album.
so that's our final song of tonight's show um and that is us with old new board blue i'm olivia and i'm regenza and we've had a good time i thought that was a really good final song choice as well and yeah as we were saying while it was playing we definitely had that album at home and i feel like it's it's a very good one it's it's interesting how popular it is as well yeah it's interesting how popular it still is exactly right we will get on looking at tunes for next week as well bye we'll see you then